in three, in two, and one. Hi, everybody. Tim Anderson here, the Appraiser's Advocate. Thank you for sitting down with me today for this podcast. I appreciate it. And what is today's story from the mic? Well, we're calling this one, It's Okay, Ask Why. Part of what an analyst does, and basically that's what we are, analysts, is to ask why. Why is the subject's market value, whatever it is? Why is the subject's highest and best use, whatever it is? Why are the neighborhood's boundaries, whatever they are? We ask why because our client can't. So we ask why for the client. Therefore, we have to have an answer to why for the client. We're going to consider five questions today. These are all why questions. The point is, we need to ask why, and these are questions to which, quite frankly, sometimes we don't. The reason I entitled this podcast, Ask Why, It's Okay, will become clear when we're done. So hang in here to the end, please. Here's question number one. Why is the spreadsheet in the sales comparison approach sales grid not an analytical tool? The reason is this grid is a reporting and communications tool. It's not an analytical tool. It never was. It doesn't allow us to analyze anything. However, it does allow us to report our findings and communicate those to the client. On page one of the Fannie Mae 1004 form, she makes it clear the purpose of a summary appraisal report is to provide the lender client with an accurate and adequately supported opinion of the market value of the subject property. That's what the grid is there for, to help us do this. It doesn't help us analyze. We should have done that already before even starting to fill out the grid. This spreadsheet, again, is a reporting and communications tool. It's not an analytical tool. It's incumbent on the appraiser to engage in all the necessary analyses leading to a credible value conclusion before entering data on this form. This is where the appraiser reports the results of those analytics rather than engages in them. Again, the grid is a reporting and communications tool, not an analytical tool. The analysis starts and ends well before the appraiser starts filling out this form. Here is another why question. Why is it important to understand the definition of market value as part of the analyses of the subject's market, its highest and best use, its marketability, and from those three, the subject's market value. That definition, the definition of market value, is a verification model. This definition looks at the purchase of a property primarily from the standpoint of the typical purchaser, since buyers make markets. A property has an unknown and unknowable value if no buyer wants to buy it. This definition allows the appraiser to orient him or herself toward the buyer in analyzing the market, applying adjustments, and reconciling the post-data analyses into a credible, accurate, reliable, and reproducible value opinion. This definition of market value serves as a verification model 
the appraiser can use to ask the proper questions, thus to get the proper answers to figure out if a sale is indeed comparable. It's this verification that converts mere data into information the appraiser can interpret for the client and then which the client can use to measure risk and then make an informed decision. Therefore, to fail to verify a sale or rental according to the market value model is to fail to lead the client or the intended user anywhere, thus to mislead. To reiterate, the definition of market value is a verification model. It helps us analyze the subject's market, its highest and best use, its marketability, and from those three, the subject's market value. Let's look at another why question. Why must a sale be comparable to serve as an analog for the subject's market value? This is an issue of practicality. None of the three two ranch houses in the neighborhood will present an indication of a geodesic dome home's market value since the geodesic dome house appeals to a different buyer if it appeals to any buyer at all, which is a reasonable question. In turn, the sale of that geodesic dome house will not serve as an analog for a three two ranch since the two are clearly different in their design, construction, appeal to the market, pool of potential buyers, ability to secure financing, rates of accrued depreciation, and so forth. To appraise a 3-2 ranch takes the sale of other generally similar 3-2 ranch-style houses. That's the practicality of it. Consider this why question. In an appraisal report, why is it misleading to include a statement of fact that is not worthy of belief? If a statement in a report does not lead the client or the intended user to the same conclusions the appraiser formed, why is that statement in the report? Citing the 15th edition of the Appraisal of Real Estate, the appraisal report should, quote, lead the reader from the identification of the appraisal problem through the relevant descriptive and supporting data to the analysis of that data and then to the appraiser's conclusions, unquote. This means the appraiser has a leadership position to fulfill. As an example, take the statement, the adjustments are as shown. It's misleading to say the adjustments are as shown since it fails to lead the client or the intended user anywhere. By failing to lead the client or the intended user anywhere, such a statement covers or hides relevant facts or conclusions. Understand the relevant facts or conclusions such a failure may be hiding are not limited to the facts and conclusions leading to a value conclusion. That misleading statement may be covering the relevant facts the appraiser is trying to hide his or her negligence, lack of competence, and so forth, too. Any statement of fact in a report should be credible, accurate, reliable, and reproducible and it should lead the client and the intended user directly to the value conclusion. If it doesn't, why is it in the report? And here's the last why question. Why is the statement, quote, the sales comparison approach received the most weight in the final value opinion, unquote, misleading on its face? 
When an appraiser uses this statement in a report, it implies the appraiser also employed at least one other approach to value by which to verify the accuracy of the first. If this is true, then the statement is not misleading. Nevertheless, if the appraiser chose to use only one of the three standard approaches, in other words, the sales comparison approach, then the appraiser did not give it most weight. Rather, the appraiser gave it all weight, since it was the only approach the appraiser employed. To certify the appraiser gave it most weight, when the appraiser gave it all weight, is misleading. It is therefore not reliable, and it is therefore not credible. That statement is most certainly not reproducible or reliable. Therefore, we would avoid it. Now, at the beginning of this podcast, I said we were going to ask some why questions, which we did. And I said we were going to discuss why these why questions are important. And here's the reason. When your mentor says to you, oh, just use $65 a square foot for the GLA adjustment, you should ask why. If your mentor says, oh, that's the way I've always done it, you need a new mentor. By failing to answer your question, why? By failing to explain to you how to make that adjustment. By failing to show you why it's important that all your adjustments come directly out of the market, your mentor is training you to fail. You need a new mentor. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. I'm Tim Anderson, the Appraiser's Advocate. If I can ever help you, please contact me. It will be an honor to work with you. It will be a pleasure to know you. My email address is tim at theappraisersadvocate.com. Again, contact me. I look forward to it. Thank you very much. But we're not clear yet. I have one more question. Are your professional fees professional enough? Now we're clear. Thanks so much.